Welcome back to Dart Bank Insights. I'm your host, Brennan Andrews, and today we have on John Blossie, our VP and Senior Credit Officer at Dart Bank. John, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me, Brennan. Of course. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience in banking? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I started as a float teller right out of high school, um, working for a, a regional bank and just kind of helping out during summers and, and working a little bit while I was in college. Um, but then, uh, you know, after college, I decided it was something that I wanted to pursue a little bit more. Uh, and so I took a job as a credit analyst uh, a long time ago, started about 2005 and have been in the industry ever since. Excellent. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do at Dart Bank? Sure. Uh, so my responsibilities here at the bank uh, are kind of all over the board. I manage our, our credit administration department, which is made up of a, a couple key areas. Number one, uh, it manages our credit underwriting team. So that's the folks that review applications for loans for our business clients. Um, and we look at uh, pretty much at any size loan, uh, small loans, big loans, and, and various different types of commercial credit applications. I also work with our uh, commercial loan documentation team. Uh, we work to make sure that all of the due diligence items for a loan application and a loan approval are done correctly, whether that's ordering a commercial appraisal, making sure that loan documents are, are created correctly based off of the approvals or um, anything else really that works. And, and we also work with title companies and, and different things to, to get uh, you know, uh, loans closed for our customers. And then the last one, uh, last area that I work with primarily is uh, unfortunately one of our, the areas that we don't talk about all that often, but it is our what we call our special assets group. And um, that's the, the folks that need a little extra attention. Uh, maybe their business isn't going as, as they thought it would. It's not performing well and they're having some trouble making their payments. Uh, so we work with those clients to make sure that we can come up with a plan if uh, ever that their normal loan agreement isn't something that they can live up to. All right. Wow. That's a, a wide ranging scope there. So. No day is ever the yeah. same, Brennan. So it, it keeps life pretty interesting. All right. Uh, we'll jump right into some questions on credit uh, and why is it important? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, so in the in the truest sense, when someone says, what's your credit look like? They're usually talking about one of their three main bureaus, the, tri the Equifax, the Experian or their TransUnion report. Uh, each are different. Uh, they're managed by three very large companies and they aggregate data from all sorts of different sources, uh, whether it's your car loan that you have, whether it's a credit card that you've got somewhere, um, or if it's a RV or student loan, something like that. Anytime that someone's lent you money, they report on a monthly basis on how well you're repaying that loan. If you repaid it on time, did you take 30 days? Did you take 60 days to make that contractual monthly payment? And every payment or lack of payment has a positive or negative effect on your credit score. Uh, so the, the more that you pay on time, the better score that you're going to have. And, and the more likely that other creditors, other banks, uh, other finance companies are going to trust you. So, you know, that's it's really what when someone says, you know, what's my credit look like? It's um, it's a summation of everything that you've done in your credit history and, and whether or not someone else is going to trust you. All right. Excellent. Um, so let's say you don't have a great credit score and you're looking to improve it. What are some of the different ways you can kind of uh, bounce that? credit score up a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So there's two ways to go about it. Um, usually if you're if you're young and you're starting to you want to establish credit, start small. You know, uh, best thing that I tell people is put a couple hundred dollars uh, in a savings account, uh, maybe $500 depending on what your institution does and go and ask for a secured credit card. If you've never had credit before, this is a great way to not get yourself in trouble and not get overextended. 
If you've got the $500 in a savings account, more than likely your bank uh, will take a, put a hold on that $500 and then they'll issue you a credit card. You'll make monthly payments on it. You'll be able to use it just like a traditional card. But if for whatever reason you get overextended and you can't pay that $500 back, you can just go to the bank and say, hey, um, I'd like to pay this off. I want, to use, want you to use the $500 in my account. Everybody's good. Everybody's happy. And you know, you're, you're not going to negatively affect your credit by not being able to make your payments on time. But you're also, uh, you've also had the opportunity to build credit and someone gave you the option to, to get establish that trust and, and have those things start to report. The other way is, let's say you have bad credit. Let's say your scores uh, dip down because you've missed some payments. Or um, another key factor on your credit report and credit score is how much of your available credit you use. One of the things that people don't talk about on credit cards is that if you take a credit card, and let's say you have, again, that $500 balance. If you draw it up to $500 and all you ever do is make the minimum monthly payments, and those are usually pretty small, probably usually a couple percent, maybe even just a, a percent of the uh, outstanding balance, you're never going to put a huge dent into that balance. You're always going to flow right around that $500, especially if you keep using that availability every month once you make a payment on it. So when you have less credit availability, it negatively impacts your score. So really, I tell people there's two main things to improve your credit score. Pay down your credit lines, your credit cards, and keep making your monthly payments on time. Don't make the minimums. Make more than you can. And you have to rebuild that trust. You have to rebuild your credit history so that your credit score will start improving. Excellent. Um, so there's been a lot of hacking and Equifax breaches um, and I've heard a lot of terms in terms of freezing your credit. Can sure. you go into that a little bit? Yeah, one of the things that you're going to want to do if you suspect that you were a victim of any of these uh, cybersecurity events, data breaches, things like that, is definitely monitor your credit. If you don't subscribe to one of the credit monitoring services, you're always able to use what's called uh, annualcreditreport.com. It's a free service put on by the different credit bureau providers. And you can go out there and you can uh, once a year on each of the three services request a free copy of your credit history. You won't get the score, but you'll get the history. And that's good enough to see whether or not someone's using your information to establish uh, fraudulent accounts in your name. So, you know, as everybody knows, you can pretty much get information pretty easily these days. And so you can, it's pretty easy to go out and grab your social security number, your name, address, all that stuff, and establish an account to get a credit card, get a loan, anything like that. So you want to be pretty vigilant on these types of things. If you do feel like you need to put a freeze on your account, you have to contact the uh, bureaus directly, um, work with them to go through their processes. You know, each one is a little bit different. I would direct anybody who's looking for that type of information to those three credit bureaus so that they get all of the most current information and they're going through the right processes. A lot of people have been affected recently. Yeah. And it's a problem that's not going away. It's, right. um, all of the transactions that we do are online or digital in one shape or form. Right. Um, you know, credit, uh, or I should say, you know, we're quickly becoming a cashless society and, you know, cash will always have its place. We're always going to need it and use it. Uh, but most of the transactions, as we all know, are happening in one shape or form electronically. Uh, so we're going to pivot here and just talk a little bit about uh, business loans and sort of uh, the role you have here um, in that arena. So uh, what types of business loans are offered? And if you could just kind of explain maybe the difference between a business line of credit or, you know, working capital loans, 
um, equipment loans, stuff like that. Sure. Uh, so we're a full service community bank. We bank most uh, clients in our area. We're uh, a traditional community bank. We we service our, our four major communities here in the Lansing area. And so, um, and we offer the majority types of, of business loans. You know, like you said, we, we offer uh, commercial real estate loans. So that's someone who's looking to buy a building. Uh, we offer equipment loans. Let's say you're a tool and die shop and you need a new press or uh, you're a transportation company and you need a new truck to move some freight around. And those are types of things that we look at. Each loan has its own characteristics based off of the type of collateral that you're that you're going to pledge or that you're going to be buying. You know, with a real estate loan, you know, we're offered we're able to offer some longer terms and some longer amortizations to spread out the the repayment of that loan over the useful life of that uh, asset that you're purchasing. That's really the key to business lending is that you match the re- the overall repayment of whatever you're buying to the term of the loan that you're the term and the amortization of the loan that you're seeking. So again, um, you know, you mentioned business lines of credit, things like that. Those are short-term in nature. So let's say you've got a small crunch in cash flow. You've got a, a big uh, receivable out to one of your your biggest clients, and they haven't paid you yet. You know, it's it's going 30 days, maybe it's going 45 days, but you've got payroll obligations to make. Well, we can lend a percentage of that, assuming you've met all the other credit qualifications. We can lend a certain percentage of that to you, and it's a short-term nature. You're gonna um, use that, make your payroll, maybe pay a few other expenses. And then when you get paid by your customer, you're going to pay that back to us. So lines of credit and working capital are, are short-term in nature because what you're borrowing against is short-term in nature versus again, like a, a building loan or a, a truck loan. It's got a useful life. That's a lot longer than say 60 days or 30 days. So, you know, no sense, uh, repaying that in a very short period of time, unless you're pretty cash flow rich, and then there's nothing wrong with ever repaying a loan early. All right, John, would you tell me a little bit about how to um, start to maybe get a business loan, maybe a startup or something like that, really trying to get your feet wet in uh, your own business? Sure. Uh, So one of the things that I tell anybody who's looking to start their own business is do your research and then do your research again and then do it again. Um, Starting a business is exciting. It's a lot of fun, but it's also a lot of work. Uh, The old adage is you're basically buying yourself a job. Um, so you're going to live it 24 seven. It is that entrepreneurial spirit. It is that, um, you know, I, I can make this, I can build it myself type world, but, um, there's a lot of pitfalls that go with owning your own business. So like I said, do your research, do your research, do your research. Um, I do also recommend that folks talk with any of the state's small business development centers. They offer great uh, market research, great intel on how to prepare uh, pro formas, how to do cash flow analysis, how to really make sure that they're ready to go when they actually come to a bank to talk about uh, you know, searching for a loan. Um, but also you know, to be aware to, for people that uh, banks view startups as, as risky loans and, because there's no track record, there's no history with what that individual is looking to do. So you've got to find a bank that believes in you as much as you believe in you. And so and one of the things that banks might do to mitigate that startup risk is use a program called the Small Business Administration. There's a couple different programs within that umbrella of SBA, uh, and we are an SBA lender. We work with uh, startups uh, quite a bit, Um, but we make sure that they're the right startups and that people really know what they're getting into and they have the right equity injections and the right experience, which is the the biggest key. You know, you don't want to start a business that you have no idea what you're doing 
because a bank's going to see that and say, well, I'm not 100% sure my loan's going to get repaid. So, you know, really feel comfortable what, about what you're doing, what you're looking to start up, and and really put your, your heart into uh, getting that plan together because that'll be the your best foot forward with the bank. Right. And you don't want them to fail either. No, not, not at good. all. It's not good for any of the it's parties. N- it's involved, not good so. for anyone to, right. for a loan to go bad. Um, you know, and that's the, you know, that's a big misnomer for uh, people looking to start up loans or, or people that come to get business loans regardless. Banks don't carry insurance. You know, everybody sees FDIC insurance on the nameplates and, and everywhere. That actually only covers our depositors. It does not cover our loans. So every loan that we make, we do a full risk analysis to see whether or not that's something that we want to invest the bank's capital in and to make sure that we get repaid. Um, is there any advantages of working with a local lender over maybe a bigger national lender? Yeah. Um, you know, I spent, uh, about four years at a national lender and I definitely think that there is benefits to working with a community lender. Um, we're more in tune, I think with the community, we understand the players and, and the market trends a lot better. Um, our, absolutely our decisions are made locally. Our management team is here in Mason and we work with everybody in the region. So we know what's going on and, and we can make a decision. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad because, you know, we do see the faces every day. We're not a faceless name and title uh, down in some very region, you know, some large uh, hub somewhere else. But, uh, you know, that's what makes community banking uh, more personal and more uh, enjoyable, at least in my mind, that, you know, we meet with the customers, whether uh, we're going to tell them yes or we're going to tell them no, because we want them to know why we made the decision that we made. Right. It's got to be pretty rewarding seeing a business that you might have helped with a loan really succeed and seeing the the owners out and shopping locally as well. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I mean, there's, as you know, there's statistics everywhere about how much uh, a dollar invested in your community uh, grows and pays forward. And, you know, that's the the awesome part about community banking is that, you know, we help uh, small businesses and medium-sized businesses grow and employ people in our area and really redevelop uh, the communities that we're in to be better. And it's, that's an awesome feeling. Uh, Thank you for coming on today, John. Uh, Until next time, we appreciate uh, all the feedback and insights you gave today. Thanks for having me, Brennan. That wraps up today's episode of Dart Bank Insights. Until next time, thanks for joining.